You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast, a championship-caliber pro sports podcast based in Buffalo, New York, with your hosts, EZD, Derek Jaws, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, Bold Claim, Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. Hats, Tats, and Stats is part of the BICBP Radio Network. Check us out online at www.bicbp-radio.com. The weather is changing, the birds are chirping, and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is right around the corner, and Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs, to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy has everything you need to take your summer shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve at your event? Buffalo Freddy does catering, too. For more details or to make reservations, head over to www.buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4-FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast, Tip of the Cat podcast, Common Debauchery, and the Producers. Call or visit their website for a championship caliber experience of epic proportions today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I'm your host, EZD, joined by Big Diesel this week. Last week, we had uh, the bold claim one with Hockey Guy Ty on, yeah. or Ty Ty the Hockey Guy, or whatever the hell I called Something him. like that. Something like that. And now uh, it is me and Big Diesel back doing the thing again. And uh, Yeah, I'm back at it like a crack addict. Yes, um, someone's got to be. I know. Uh, so I, I just had a, I had a bit of a voice issue last week. You sure had, did. Had a cold and didn't really... Uh, didn't really have the old voice, so yeah, we. Uh, that's why we. That's why we tagged Ty the hockey <laughs> Ty, nerd. Ty yeah. the hockey nerd in, but uh, yeah. I, so I do. I just want to clarify because like Ben butchered it. So, <laughs> Landy McDonald is the Ginger Gretzky. He's the greatest Ginger hockey player of all time. All right, sure. so that makes um, Cody Eakin naturally the Ginger we have on the Sabers. Sure, uh, the Ginger McDavid. Gotcha. He's he's not very good, but he's the best other ginger that we have. Sure. Um, so Ty is way down that list, and you know we called him. Oh, who had the back surgery? Uh, the ginger. Well, now we can call him Ginger Eichel. I know Ben. <laughs> ben said that. I I love that Ginger yeah. Eichel. So shout out to Ty. Yeah. So uh, that is easily one of the few, one of the many things that. Ben butchered. I I always I like having Ben. Oh, oh it's a great time. Yeah. I, having I, Ben around is a great time. Yeah. He uh I don't he, think people understand. That's a constant flow. Like, yeah, that's just him. just around him. Like that's not a thing he does for the show. No. That's just Ben. Yeah. Um you know, and I love when he says things like, I'd like to go back to the thing that we were saying before, which was, you know, back when we were talking before about the thing before that and you know, earlier. Very, in- very Pacific. <laughs> very Pacific. <laughs> Uh, love our man Ben, but we are here. We are doing it, and uh, we have a sponsor first and foremost. Or so you would have me believe. Uh, I do have you believe, and uh, Buffalo Freddy Party Rental, as you heard at the top of the show, official sponsor of Hats, Tats, and Stats, among the four other sh- or the three other shows on uh, there that that I'm responsible for at least. So I, I have something for you on that, Jaws. Okay, there I was driving. You know, I was getting up on the. Uh, I think it's the uh, 290 up there. Sure. And I was going past, and then I got past Tonawanda, and you're driving. And there's a bunch of factories out there. Yeah. A bunch of factories. But not a single one of those produces nearly as much electricity as having this sponsor. Well, there you go. So this is an electric factory. It's an absolute electric factory. <laughs> the ohms pumping out of this bad boy. Oh, Love a too good much ohm. to count. Love a good ohm, and not the yoga kind. No. Yoga, I, yoga ohms are for, no, or, is no. that meditation? I'm talking some power ohms. Above a watt. Above a watt. Got all three watt brothers on the show. Speaking of which, (laughs) I saw a post today, which is definitely fake because TJ Watt just signed a contract, but allegedly the biggest cap hit on the Steelers roster next year is $4.1 million to Derek Watt. That's awesome. He's the fullback, (laughs) and he's the highest cap hit at the moment. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, allegedly, it's hockey time. That is true. Yeah, we are... playoffs have been... Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. So, we talked... We talked a little bit last week with uh, Ben and Ty about the Avalanche being an absolute wagon. Buzzsaw, man. Buzzsaw. And, uh, they sure looked like it. Being the only, they were the only series that didn't go to seven. Is that, that is right? that is correct. Um, that's insane. No, 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 no. That's not correct. There was one other that was in. There's two and six. Okay. Uh, and then the, there was five game sevens. Five game sevens yeah. is ridiculous. Like, and it it wasn't NBA game seven. Because no, there were two NBA games, but it's also not NBA game not. one through six either. Right. 
because uh, like if, for those of you playing the home game, if you don't follow basketball, I only know this because I heard it on the radio while being on the radio. Uh, the two game sevens were in the NBA were not close. atrocious. They were like atrocious. thirty to forty game wa- or thirty to forty point wash. Uh, I would say that if you remember from March Madness, and I think we talked about it on this, it is amazing that like Arkansas won because there's just like. You can only watch super athletic people chuck up bricks so many times in like a big game, right? And be like, "What am I watching? Yeah, what am I watching?" Meanwhile, hockey guys are diving face first into pucks in game in the second period of game two. Oh yeah, I mean we'll it, get it's, and I I we got to dive into we got to dive into this like here we go Avalanche Preds four game series buzzsaw. My only question coming out of this with the with the Avalanche is the age old question: If you sweep a team that quick and there's a ton of game sevens, do you lose a little bit? I think so. And I was actually going to bring this up last week, and we I, I didn't get to it because of the ridiculousness of the episode. But it was something I wanted to bring up this this week as well. I mean, first round buys. And sweeps when, and then everything else goes to six or seven. Like you're, you're the team that sweeps. So you're right. the Avalanche. You're the right. only sweep. Everyone else played for almost a week longer than you. Right. Are right, like, do you cool off in that time? I mean, it was more than a week. It's like a week and a and two days. It's like yeah. nine days. Yeah, because um, because you have to allow for travel. Right. And it's not like baseball that goes three two three. Right. No. No. Not at all. Or three two um, two or whatever. However that math works. So. That's the question with the Avs, and they face off against the Blues, who beat the Wild in six. That was an awesome series to watch, though. Yeah. Just fun, up-and-down hockey. Um, Bennington has been looking really good. He's, I mean, like you could say whatever you want about Jordan Bennington in the regular season. He's kind of a head-case goalie, and he will start fights and get penalties in front of the net if his team's losing by a lot to kind of try to fire the guys up. Right. Like, he he routinely does that, but in the playoffs when he's on his game, um, yeah, he's a dog, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, I, I got to watch bits and pieces of, of games from that series here and there uh, between being at work or just around. Right. Every time I watched that series, it looked like a banger. It was just intense. You know, it had the playoff. Like, the not only were the crowds into it, like, the players were just, there's, I don't even know how to describe it. They were so intensely into the fabric of the series. If you're not a hockey guy, but you're a sports fan, like you like sports, you need to tune into a, ho- a hockey playoff it game. Is it's just absolutely different. stupid how good playoff hockey is. Yeah. And, and like for hockey to be as kind of bleh as it is for the entire season, because it just it doesn't right. get the national media attention. Right. Uh, basketball's obviously almost exclusively number one in media attention with the NFL right on its heels. Right. And then baseball and then somewhere down around the U.S. women's national uh, soccer team is the NHL. Yeah. And that's just a topical joke on uh, I got that you. whole thing. I but, got you. I mean, it, it's not close. The NHL is fourth and it's not close. Right. Uh, and, they, and, they, and then playoff they, hockey hits. Right. And every year rakes in the views. Yeah. Come it, on. And, and it's weird because like I, I was looking the other day uh, where the hell was I? Oh, we were in New Jersey, and I looked at I, you were I, on Long Island. Yeah, it sure was tough. Oh man, the uh, gar- like garbage, the, over the garbage heap and oil refinery state. Yeah. Uh, so we were in New Jersey, and I looked at your sister, and I was like, "There's." I go, "I don't know if you're in a hockey mood, being a hockey player yourself, but there are three game sevens on tonight." Yeah, and I looked, and like two of them were on like two, four, and seven. I was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> like. Weird. You put them on channels that are accessible to people, and, and people will yeah. watch hockey. Yeah, not even a question. Brutal. Um, so the Blues and Avs did play game one last night. How'd that go? It was uh, it was quite the game. Um, hang on. It was overtime. Three uh, two Avs. They were down two one in the third period when uh-huh. I was watching, and then I fell asleep because had to wake up and work today. Um, you know how that goes. Sure do. And they came back and and they they won it and they're doing avalanche things. But the question still does stand. You know, do they have to kind of still get going? Because it was a period and a half of like where the legs at. Right. We got to get going. And you know, maybe as the series goes on, if they drop one, the Blues will start to tire. But you know, um, if you let them hang around, bad things can happen to the best teams. Absolutely. And that has been Colorado's kind of 
MO, right? Like they've been yeah. good for two, three years now. Yeah. And you know, it's, everybody's waiting for them to take the next. They've never made it past the second round. Right. So this, but this is, is reminding me a lot, a lot of the OV Washington Capitals. Right. Could never make it past the second round. Now, I don't, they don't really have like a Sidney Crosby esque villain to face. Sure. Cause it was always Caps Penn's second round. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, everybody's waiting on them to, you know, take the step, go to the conference championship. And from there, I mean, you really never know what happens. I mean, and I think I arguably, think took- arguably the second round is like the hardest. Sure. It's just like the middle ground of the playoffs. Like you're already in playoff and you're hurting, but like there's still like a really long ways to go. Yeah. So this is uh, you, mentally you, challenging. Yeah. I probably, mean, you, more you, than the other. You want to win. You want to win the laws of the game. Right. Right. Like. Winning the lull, and this is the second round is the lull. Like the first round is, yeah, it's exciting, right. it's playoffs. And then, like, oh, we got the conference championship and the Stanley Cup left. Like, this is the lull. This is right. the the hump you got to get over. And it's the one that has slowed the Avs down right. every year so far. Um, I, you know, and I, I think they have a tough, a tough role here coming out of a sweep with that much time off. Right. And St. Louis is definitely not a pushover. No, they're, they're a good hockey team. No, um, and they're, they're riding high off a win, off a tough win. Where they, I mean, they were they were the lower seed, so right. they ups. It was a, it was a win and an upset, and you know they had just enough time to like get fresh, but not get rusty or get stiff. Right, right. They were they were in a good spot coming off of that. Um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. You know, I, I also it, just think like St. Louis has the lines to match the Avs in terms of defense. Part of yeah. that is having Ryan O'Reilly and Patrice Bergeron is going to win another Selkie, and rightfully so. He's one of the best defensive players in the history of the game. Ryan O'Reilly is like a top five defensive forward every year in the NHL. Right. You put him out against that top line, and it's like any game you play. If 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 he can just go even with that line or minus one, and right. the rest of your team picks up the slack, you squeak out a dub, you got seven games. So yeah. all you need to do is more than 50% of the time, that strategy works. Yeah. And it almost did in game one. So Right. And that's, and that's the thing. I mean, you really – like the Avalanche kind of – Maybe weather the storm here. Right, you know, got their legs back under them in game one. We'll see what happens in game two. I think if they take if they take a two zero lead yeah. here, you're going to start to see them pull away. Yeah, if this goes one one, man, there is going to be a dogfight. Right. Like I said, you don't want to let anybody hang around. Nope. So um, Edmonton and L.A. Another great series. This one did go to game seven. Um, and McJesus, dude, Connor McJesus had. An unbelievable Game 7 performance. Yeah. He did everything that Devontae Booker and Chris Paul did not do in the basketball world. Right. I mean, he literally controlled, I think it said, like 24% of the game. He controlled that, the puck. He literally went out and said, I got it. Right. Like, he, he literally went out and called ball. Dude, I, wa- I want it. I, I'm taking it. This is my game. I mean, like... I've seen Crosby play very well at the highest stage. I've seen Alex Ovechkin play really well at the highest. I mean, you want to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning the past couple of years. Right. Kucherov and Stamkos, very good performers, but nothing, nothing like that. No. I mean, you pretty much had him out there, and the rest of the team was just kind of getting in the way in the best way. Yeah. Like they, were, they were just out there to help. Like, All you need is one guy hanging around the net, and he just bounces it off his shin and in or right. something. You know, like it's he just he was on another so level. impressive. On another it was level. awesome. I mean, shout out to the Kings. The Kings are supposed to be going through a rebuild, and this year they turned it into a retool. And right. They did draft high for a couple of years, but they still have Drew Doughty, who you talk about overrated. I just say he's getting old. That that happens. Right. Uh, still have Cope. Still had Kopitar. I don't know if he's going to retire, but uh, Dustin Brown officially did retire. Um, and you, you, when you have those guys and you were able to draft high, get some young right. talent in, and it, kinda, it's, it's easy to help that retool. And kind of show them the way. Jonathan Quick had a return to you know, what he potentially could be, uh, another guy who was just getting up there. Yeah. All the OGs from the 2012-2014 Cups. Right. Um, they're basically on their last legs, but helping the new crop which going. Is, and they're, which is they're all in the ask. playoffs. I mean, you can't ask for anything more than having a group of vets like that with the young guys and getting a series against Connor McDavid. Right. Right. So now all these young guys go, so that's what we have to beat. Right. Like we have to be that's, able to play with McDavid. That's the bar. And also, if you can play with McDavid, you can play with anybody. So uh-huh. um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't have to talk about the Oilers team building and 
lack of goaltending, all that's good fun. But right. if you can keep up with Connor McJesus, yeah, you're, you're pretty good at hockey. Yeah, you're gonna be gonna be okay. And, and then, then thoughts? Not, well, sorry. So they're Edmonton ended up moving on because of that incredible game yeah, seven performance. Yeah, yes, and they're taking on Calgary. Yes, who Calgary beat the Stars in seven games, which I'm glad because I'm tired of the Stars. They play boring ass hockey. Uh, Jamie Ben is washed, which is a, a shame. He was fun for a couple of years, and he was like a six round pick, so it was a good story. But he's not a stud, stud. Right. Um, and I, the Flames are a fun team, man. Johnny Hockey, Matthew Kachuk, I Noah hate Hannafin, the Stars. The Stars and, suck. And and this and this boils down to my childhood, and they ruined my childhood. Um, you know, not nearly to the to the level of a Tom Brady, but it's yeah, up there. No, and. It annoys me that I love their neon green jerseys. So of course much. you do. I I just I do. I don't know, but I'm happy Calgary Calgary won. Yeah, I have two things on this. Jake Ottinger had the second best game seven performance of the first round because wow the I mean the Flames were just out shooting the Stars. Let me actually pull up there that game seven. Yeah, here we go. Um, about shots. Yeah, sixty seven shots for Calgary. Uh, now, granted, it did go to overtime, but 67 shots to 28. They were just controlling the game. They were out hitting them, yada, yada. They, 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 I mean, look at this 17 shots to eight in the first period, 26 to four in the second, 11 9 Dallas in the third, and overtime 15 to five. Jake Ottinger stood on his head, dude. There were some saves that he had no business making, and he gave them every chance in the world to finish the series for him, and they didn't have the offense to do it. And that's, right. that was Dallas's fatal flaw. Every year since whenever. Since, um, since forever? Pretty much. Damn near. Um, but the other thing I had on this was, I don't know if you saw the videos of Brady Kachuk in the stands. Um, uh, I did not know. So, obviously, the Kachuk's brothers, Matthew, is on Calgary. Brady on Ottawa. Yeah. He's in the stands with his father, Keith, who played on the Blues. And I was going to say, this yada. is very obviously... Yeah. A family thing. And Brady's just going ballistic in the crowd. He's got like some kid in a Calgary jersey on his shoulders while the crowd's going nuts and high fiving <laughs> each other during game seven. And like he's like chirping a Stars fan a couple rows away. And it's like, what is the Stars fan going to do? Turn around and chirp Brady Kachuk? Like that's that's not going to go well for yeah, you. Like who? That, that, like that'd be, that'd be like somebody chirping fits magic while he's at a bills playoff yeah, game like yeah. like looking at the, it's the like however team, however like, bad you think you are i'm way worse i'm a professional <laughs> play like hockey right. player like, yeah i will i will wash you on accident but it was just awesome to watch him obviously supporting his brother like you know really like you should in, in a, yeah exactly like in a dream world if me and ben had played professional sports you know, on different teams. Like I would obviously go to his games if I was not in the playoffs. Yeah, if you were out or he was out, and the other one was in the. It now, was... unfortunately, Ben is just not not the athlete I am. So <laughs> that that's why that re never worked re out. Retired? Me? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not retired. <laughs> technically, <laughs> technically playing semi pro lacrosse. There you go. Technically, technically. Um, yeah. So <laughs> dreams never over, Jazz. <laughs> Yeah, we had that conversation with one of our flag football former teammates. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so... I'm, so now, let's get to the meaty stuff here. Right. We, we got the other side of the bracket. Battle, no, no, we got Battle of Alberta second oh, round that oh, we yeah. haven't even... Oh, Jesus. I mean... I'm getting ahead you, of myself. I was going to say, you want to talk about why the NHL set up the playoffs like this that everybody's been complaining about. It is for this situation and the one we'll get to later, um, but the Battle of Alberta, I mean... A tale as old as time. We were talking about Landy McDonald and how he's the ginger Gretzky. Well, he used to battle it out with Gretzky. Right. And that was the the Oilers won five cups and they lost the Flames lost in the conference championship or the 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 second round to the Oilers like all five of those years. Right. Um then they finally got their own cup with Landy. So like it's another kind of they want to rekindle that, but it's it's also bad blood. Like Zach Cassian has played for both of these teams. Um, Milan Lucic has played for both of these teams, and like there's some big boys who are gonna they're gonna get physical. Matthew Kachuk is no scrub; he's a big dude. Yeah, he might have the skill, but he's gonna pop you in the mouth. Right? Like this is gonna be so. Are a we fun series? Are we talking like a the kind of a, a West Coast Canadian banger? Yeah, dude, an old fashioned an old, an old, an old fashioned Donnybrook even. Yeah. Huh? Oh, oh no, God. in this economy. Oh. <laughs> It's a, it's a hard. Yeah, but I'm excited. It's a hard haul right there. 
No, no, uh, no supply chain shortage on that one up there in the Great White North. Certainly not. You know, and and it's cool to see Canadian teams actually relevant. Yeah, because I mean, what has it been twenty years since the Cup's been in Canada? Which, mathematically speaking, yeah, there are more U.S. teams than Canadian teams. Eight so that versus whatever the, number has been, you know, yeah. steadily increasing. Right. Um, but it, it, like, it, this is just going to be fun, and it's going to be good for the game. In I need to take not, not one that, quick sidebar, real quick. We got we got all the time for all sidebars because right. I saw the article today, and I don't know if you did about the Arizona State Arena that the Coyotes are using next year because they got booted out of their own. No. Okay, so all of the on-ice ads that are on the ice are going to go to Arizona State as revenue, not to the Coyotes. They are not allowed to change any of the logos or ice surface at oh all. Oh, my God. So they're going to... And it seats like five, less than 5,000 people. Oh, no. And they're trying to sell tickets for like 230 a pop. That's insane. And it's just going to be a Sun, De- Sun Devils logo and all of the money from the ads on... The broadcast is going to go to the school. Oh my god! So, oh, that, sorry, didn't mean to yell. That's but brutal. My point that's is, tough. my point is, enough is enough. Houston or Quebec, pick one, send them there. Give me back the Nordiques. I would love that. I would love that for Canada. And like, there's definitely been you know public figures up in the Quebecois region um, who have said that they would pool money together to buy the team, kind of make it a trust. Um, right. And I think that would be a good move. And it's not easy because the Canadian dollar versus the U.S. dollar, tax, yada, yada, the the whole league escrow with the pool of money so that they can pay injured players. It comes out of all the team's pocket, not right. just the team who's he plays for. Yeah. Um, so all of that paperwork would have to get ironed out, and I understand that crossing borders with a team would would be troubling but they also want the down south market so if that's not an, an option because of all that nonsense move it to houston i wouldn't mind seeing a houston expansion team in the future i don't i don't know i, I just, don't want to expand more i don't either 32 is good and the, the thing with, and if you, it, the thing with really the Houston market is they've had an ahl echl and like junior teams since like the early 90s right so that there's not not a hockey market I just like I Would just have trouble an NHL team. Is I what you're I say. just have trouble wrapping my head around the idea of hockey down south is tough. It's a tough sell. I mean, there's days that you can walk into. I mean, Tampa's been a great team for years now, and there's days you can walk up to there like it, you can walk up to a playoff game in Tampa and pay ten bucks to get in. Yeah, like that's tough. And I mean, I, it's it's know, no different in my brain than LA and Anaheim. I mean, there's so much to compete with in LA. I mean, but well, LA has nine or 11 pro sports franchises right. or something stupid. But like I mean, that. also just like literally everything else around the city. Right. And, you know, there's just so much that people can not focus on that, but those teams are also driving well as well. So right. it's not that it can't be done. It's well, got to be the right market. And, and, and that's and the, the NHL. At the end of the day, these market, like, a pro sports franchise is going to make money. And and I want to be very clear. The NHL screwed the pooch with the Arizona franchise. It's And again, it's not that there's not a hockey market in Phoenix or Arizona in general. But they leased out a stadium on the wrong side of the city from where the hockey market was. Right. You had to drive all the way through downtown and there was no good way to bypass downtown. So people wouldn't travel an hour and a half across the city to go to a hockey game that they had to pay $150 tickets for. Right. And then you don't get the local kind of, you know, people who just walk yeah. or, you know, it's a bus ride or whatever. You get what I'm saying. And they, they screwed the pooch with that. They never went out of their way to go get a new friggin' arena done and to get get funding for that or to just it it feels very do anything to fix it they just let it flounder it feels very baltimore orioles of them yeah like like that bot like those bottom five mlb teams that they're just letting spend the bear like 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 they less, want them around but like like they're like never gonna the, be good the franchise makes money and like these guys who own it make money and there's a tax break because they're they, not a huge no. like that's where Arizona's different. They, they're right. losing money, and right. the which, league is paying out of pocket. Which, which, for a team to lose money, uh, for a professional sports franchise to, to lose money. Right. And one of the big four leagues. The, the Washington football team 
which is a train wreck and a joke at this point, makes money. Right. Like, well, they also might have smudged the ticket sale numbers. True. <laughs> but still, they're like it's to some point like you're not holding on to no, that franchise I, I, if you're, you're if you're hemorrhaging cash. You're 100% correct. So 100% for a correct. For, for a pro sports franchise to lose money the way the Arizona hockey team has is just I mean that's dude, gross mismanagement. Dude, you just you just came up with the greatest rebrand. The Arizona hockey team. You can't be the Coyotes playing in the Sun Devil Arena. You sure can. You're the Arizona hockey team. Yeah. Just the You're, the, you're the Russian Olympic athletes. Yeah. Olympic athletes of Russia. Yeah, the the the, the Russian Olympic Committee or whatever. Yeah, they call exactly. It. Yeah, the Washington um, football team. Yeah. You are just the bland, generic. <laughs> get the crap beat out your, of you. Your your logo is the state outline. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's all we got. All right, um, so after that, I, sidebar, I I would still like to see a, the Nordiques come back to the I NHL. would love that. It would be it would definitely be ideal. I'm I'm a big nostalgia guy. I'm a, like I don't ever want to see Lambeau closed. I don't ever want to see. Fenway go away. I don't ever yeah. want to see Wrigley go away. Like I like the old stuff. Right. I like I like the history of the game, and it, like it's one of the reasons I go and play in a in a tournament in Cooperstown where I get to play right at Double Day. That's also because uh, it's, it's also so cool. super cool setup there because it's built on well like everything in Central New York on a hill. Yeah, so <laughs> you get nice views, but also it's a nice setup. And, and like being in the heart of Cooperstown, the heart right. of the heart of baseball Hall, in, in yeah, New York, the like fame. the Hall of Fame right up the road. It, it, there's two different fields. When you play there, like midday Saturday, there's kids running around. You hit a foul ball. Yeah. A kid comes up. They they have no idea who you are. You're some you know, never has geriatric been, looking. Yeah, some never has been like amateur ball player. And they're sure, can I have your autograph? And you're like, this is really cool. Then you play in the championship at five o'clock on Sunday night. The whole town's closed. Yeah, there's nobody there. All the tournaments Everybody's are gone. over, and like you can hear you can hear the crack of the bat at double day from the hall of fame which is two blocks down right. it's really really cool so like i want the nordiques back cuz i want that old logo i want that old time hockey feel like i, I also that. say that for geographical purposes it would allow realignment in the nhl to make way more sense agreed just like re you can redo the division so that detroit buffalo boston isn't playing tampa florida and Canadian teams, like, that's... Yeah. It's the same thing I always say with Miami being in the AFC East, and it's like, switch them with the Colts. What are we doing here? Right. Switch them with the Colts. It's stupid. Or, or screw it, make both New York teams play in the East. That'd be awesome. That would be great. <laughs> but whatever. Sorry, the New Jersey exactly. teams. But it's just like, if you get Quebec back, so Quebec, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, then probably Boston, Buffalo. There's there's six. Right. So now we move on to other divisions, and you can... I mean, the, the Metro's pretty good. Yeah. And then you probably end up lumping the Florida teams with like Houston, Dallas, Nashville, Chicago, Detroit. Well, I already said Detroit, but we could probably take Pittsburgh instead of them playing in the Metro with like Philly, New- whatever. You I, get what I, I'm saying? I, th- I think it would be interesting to do like a, a like a, a, a hats, stats, and stats proposed. I will absolutely do that. Yeah, up. that'll be awesome. I will absolutely. I've had this in my brain for years. I. I would like to do it too. Like I, I think, yeah. At, at least me, you got a version. At least me, you got a version. I don't know if we can get Austin or Taylor on board with that, but yeah, whatever, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, on the other side of the Stanley Cup bracket here, to get back on track, yeah. The Panthers knocked off the Washington Capitals, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Despite the fact that most people, I mean myself included, don't want to see Tampa win, uh, they did the best thing in sports, which is knock off the Leafs in the first round. Not only that. <laughs> they did the better thing in sports, which is to beat the Leafs in the first round in seven games. Just right. give the Leafs fans all the hope in the world. All the hope. Take it into game seven. Even give them hope into the third period. And then crush it. Just snuff crush, it out. Crush the souls snuff of the Leafs. it out. Oh, man. Oh, golf, Leafs, golf. Yeah. And, you know, it's... Uh, I, what what do you even like? The Leafs didn't play bad. They're, no, they're just they are the Leafs. Yeah, and, they they just every year find a way not to win. Well, hear me out. Maybe Toronto and Tampa Bay once again, like how many thousand miles between them, shouldn't be playing in the same division. Right. I, you know, I. It's but, just, but that really is what it, it it's become. Is the Atlantic is such a freaking mess because. They're traveling almost more than anybody besides the Northwest Canadian teams. Right. And they're playing Tampa, who's become an absolute freaking dynasty, and Florida, who's been a good team for the past three years, on top of Boston, who's been a traditional freaking cornerstone of just being good. Yeah. Toronto, 
one of the, the not one of the toughest hockey market to play in in the NHL. Yep. Buffalo is not fun to play in. You can ask Robin Leonard and Jack Eichel and all the other guys who want to trash the media side. Right. But like Toronto media goes out of their way to be like, should the third string goalie be pulled up to start? Right. And stuff like that in the middle of a good season. Yeah. Be, so, because they like the the Toronto hockey market is very much like the New York Yankees yes. baseball market. Yeah. Like they want. Every game should be won by ten goals, right. or you or you suck, and things right. need to change. And that's tough. That's tough to play for. It's tough to coach in. Yeah, and all that pressure ends up mounting, and you get first round game seven losses because yeah. just be- because I mean, and the difference here here like you, when I look at this, I say the Leafs went into this saying we have to win, mm-hmm. and the Lightning went in and said we should win. Yes, like, and they played like it. Yeah. Like, you know, Toronto, like you said, they had hope. They had, but I assume they had a lead going into the third. No, I, I or it was at least close. Yeah, well, I and, mean, the final was two to one. It was, it was two one after the second. Right. But um, so I mean, Toronto one, did score in the second. So right. it was like, all right, we get one more. Yeah, and the 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 other thing and, too, with, and the way that team is built, you have to expect goals more than one goal. They're built so that if you score three, you win. Right or four. Right. But they're explosive offense. And and that was what I was going to say is Vasilevsky um, in series clinching games and coming off of a loss has one of the just like the most disgusting stat lines you'll ever see. Undefeated in both of those situations. He's got like six shutouts out of 12 games. So like the guy, Vasilevsky, the lightning goalie, is back up against the wall. Like talk about putting on a performance. He right. always does and oh, has. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, I mean, you don't. You don't put right. that team in the position that they've been in every year without having and that. Toronto gets one, and it's like, oh, maybe we caught Vasilevsky slipping for once. Nope. Nope. Well, and and that's the thing. All of a sudden, Toronto's like, oh my god, I can't, like like we're trailing in the third in Game Seven. We have to win. Oh my and god, pushing, we have to win and pushing and, and pushing. And here's here's Tampa going, push away, boys. Yeah, Nikita Kucherov is just like. Smoking some Russian gas on the bench and yeah. going out there and putting some clappers on cage, just just hanging out, doing cool, yeah, doing cool stuff. Like, and again, the expectation to win versus the the need to win, mm-hmm. you play different. You, absolutely. Um, the Panthers look pretty good. The Panthers are good. Samson Reinhardt, my son, I'm so proud of him. Um, <laughs> seriously, I love that guy. He's a beast. Uh, they're in for they're in for a real fight in the next round, but they 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 played well against the Caps. Um, they are a team who routinely throughout the regular season would come back from being down three to one, four to one, five to one, and win. They put up ten goals like a record amount of times in the regular season. Now into the playoffs, what does that mean? That means that they're good for like three to five goals a game. Right, you're playing your best defense. They're going to score. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, they're what Toronto wants to be. Right. Um, that 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 catch me if you can offense. Right. Right. It, look at if you want it to be a fireworks show, it can be a fireworks show. You want it to be a shutdown defensive game. You're not touching the puck, and it's we're going to score. Like, right. So we, you either have to match us, one, or you're going one way or another. We are putting the puck in the net. It's just yeah. Do you want to try to play <laughs> now or later? Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you, do you want to play the game where we're going to score twenty goals between the two of us yeah. and see who scores last, yeah. or do you want to get shut out and we're going to score five? Yeah. Like, um, so then they played last night, old Panthers and Lightning, and the Lightning they did their thing, man. Four one win. And it's not like it's not like the Panthers were just like not in this game. Uh, shots on goal are thirty six, thirty four Tampa. Um, now here's the thing: power play for Tampa three of six, zero for three for Florida. Right. Maybe don't take six penalties against Tampa. Um, Maybe. What do I know about knowing stuff though? But again, I don't know it's, nothing it's, about it's not stuff. like they were out of the game. But Vasilevsky is going to be. Sergei Bobrovsky is a very good goaltender. Right. And I'm not taking anything away from him, but. Vasilevsky is like a generational talent. Um, And it always seems especially come the postseason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he reminds me of that, like, Marc-Andre Fleury. Like, don't let him get there because he's going to beat you. But that's it. He is Marc-Andre Fleury at Marc-Andre Fleury's best all the time without the goof. Right. Marc-Andre Fleury's thing is always... He's going to make a goof. Yeah, that, that goof. he's going to give up that Ryan Miller goal. Right. That, that soft change of and, wrister over his shoulder where you're like, dude, and I could have stopped How that. many times on this podcast, too, have we talked in terms of Sabres goaltending? It takes so long for goalies to develop. Don't rush. He was playing in the 2015 
Stanley Cup final against the Blackhawks as Ben Bishop's backup, and he got time in like a game. Right. He was like 21, and he was looking like this. Right. Like he wasn't phased by no. that. And now he's uh, in his prime. And, and he's been there so damn often. He just, it's just another game. And again, the team around him is so good that they don't ask him to do a lot. But when they do slip up, when that team does make a mistake, it's like, shit. Now we got to beat Vasilevsky. Right. They, oh, Victor Hedman finally blows a tire and we get a, we get a two on one. Oh, okay. Well, Vasilevsky just glove save, face off. Yeah. No, no, where's, where's, uh, no momentum out of it. Right. And you do all game long. And, and if, and if anything, stuff like that kills any momentum you had been building. And, and talk about, I mean, when you're playing in another crowd's building and a goalie's doing that, that'll quiet the crowd real quick, especially if you get one goal. Absolutely. And I mean, I hate, I hate that we're still talking Tampa being a potential like, well, they might, but a three peat would be really impressive. It really would be, and I mean, I I hate to see it, but I mean, you I, have to give credit. I hate to see it, there. And, and it's tough because like both of the past two years have been on the you know whole legitimacy. Right. No matter how you want to shake it, like it's it's Stanley Cup, two Stanley Cups in a row. Right, but but neither of those playoff runs were what this one would be right at the end of the day and yeah, that's and, just I mean, it. we're back to real nhl playoffs yeah and i mean and they're coming in as the three seed it's not even like they have a, a, right. a top draw where they're playing a right. wild card first and then they're now playing. part of that too to me though was during the regular season is they were on the the chiefs or the tom brady patriots kind of track where it was like you know what we make the dance and the top seed would be super super chill but like We'll be all right. Yeah, you know that's that's kind of their thought. It's it's like the regular season and like injuries happen too, yada yeah, yada. And, but and it's it's like it's like hey, nobody, we, we don't need a, we don't need sixty one wins. Nobody nobody cares if if you like, give if we get forty seven to fifty wins, we'll be in the playoffs. And I don't care who we face in the playoffs. We are the best team in the league. We've proved it the past two years. And that's exactly it. You know, I, nobody cares who entered. Who enters as the the top seed? Nobody cares. Is the president's trophy a cool thing? Sure, sure there's, it is. But there's I, a reason it's cursed. Thank you. It's because the teams all go balls to the wall for the president's trophy, and guess what? You just wasted. You you didn't it, pace it, yourself. You wasted all, yourself. And it, and it almost puts that we have to win pressure on. Yeah. And and again, here we are. You have, you know. Toronto, they're a two seed, not playing right. hockey anymore. Right, and the other thing too, I mean, we talk about this in the NFL, but because it's just a slower kind of gradual play out in the NHL. NFL is week to week; you get the the instant reaction. But getting hot at the right time, yeah. And I mean, hockey too is very similar to baseball. You run into a hot goaltender, a hot pitcher. What are you supposed to do? I mean, there, um, I, we we can talk about that. There's been goalie after goalie every right. year who has a one off playoff that you're like, right. holy hell. And, I mean, you can say the same thing with baseball. Madison Bumgarner probably had one of the best World Series performances right. ever where he pitched, like, he started game one, three, five, and seven, and he pitched relief in two and two and yeah. six. Like, yeah. just unbelievable. Just stupid stuff. And But on top of that, getting hot at the right time, um, you know, if you're a President's Trophy winning team, when did that – when did you get hot? When, right. When's your big win streak? Is it multiple, like, 10-game win streak kind of chunks throughout the year? You know, or is it like you were a 500 team and then like trade deadline happens and it was like, this team's ready to rock. Right. Yeah. So there's there's all those little different, you know, things to look at in that. Oh, sure. I mean, look, I mean, you know, comparing that to the NFL, the Titans. Right. You know, they, they, they ran rough shot early in the year. And when people got banged up and they got hurt, they still pulled out wins. Yeah. But. Yeah, they, but they, they, they were weren't to, hot. No, and they, and they were able to kind of coast to a division win, right. a division title. Yeah, they played in a bad division. Yeah, right? that's that. But you got to take advantage of that, and they did. Uh, the Hurricanes and the Rangers are going to puck drop tonight on that series. Sure are. The Hurricanes Bruins series was freaking sweet. Um, yeah, uh, some good old fashioned body checking in that one. And I'll tell you what. Uh, as much as we just talked about how the, the like the, the the questionability of the Southern markets, yeah, and, like uh, playing hockey in Carolina. Might be tough. That crowd was hot in Game Seven. Yeah, they were against the Sabers in 06, Man, like uh, that 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 is a tough building to go play in. That yeah. crowd. That crowd. Now, I don't know why people in Carolina like hockey. They shouldn't. They they. I, it's like any other place, man. If you got a good team, people show up and get drunk as shit. 
and, and really, and really, <laughs> they. What else do you need? <laughs> they they've been good enough a few times to keep that rabid fan base. And I mean, look at Jaws. We're just a bunch of nature's <laughs> great apes sipping on some fun, fun juice, watching people put you know pucks and balls and nets. Right. And at the end of the day, that's all we're looking for. That's all I want. I want excitement. And, and got, I got to tell you, the Carolina Hurricanes do a damn good job of that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, watching that game seven, they sure do. Yeah, but uh, they, that was um, Ben was was complaining when we were. He's like, he's like, I just freaking hate the Hurricanes. Like, I can't believe I'm cheering for the Hurricanes in Game Seven against Boston. And I'm like, they're nothing like the '06. Like this team doesn't give me the '06 Hurricane. Like, and ugh. so like we we touched on it earlier with me with the Stars. Yeah, like the 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 stars thing with the no goal yeah. Brett Hall and like, oh I get and, it and to this day Brett Hall's like nope that was a clean goal and like you're the only one still saying it dude yeah just be like ah bro sometimes the call doesn't go your way yeah. like listen we like were we lucky like yeah yeah sometimes you'd rather be lucky than good right like you know I, I'm sure Sidney Crosby would tell you that he he loved being lucky with that weak wrist shot that beat Miller on, right. in a gold medal game. That right. go, that shot should never beat Ryan Miller and never in a gold medal game, but it did. But it caught him on a changeup, right? And that's just one of those things. Like Carolina, they like we played a, a good hard series against them and we lost. Yeah. Losing to a team in the playoffs doesn't mean I should hate them forever. Right. And the, the the Carolina Hurricanes thing like that doesn't. Yeah. I don't get that. I, 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 it doesn't bother me. I very much enjoyed watching them. The other thing I'll say too, um, I Brad Marchand is a beast. He's Patrick Coletta with hands. I've loved Brad Marchand since he was a scrappy. I know he's a rat, right? But like, I would love him on my team, man. He's very like when Jeff Skinner plays his best. Jeff Skinner's a pest. Yeah, he's getting in guys' grills and he's flopping and all this. Like he plays a similar style. Marchand's probably more talented. Not probably. He definitely is. I like watching Brad Marchand play hockey. And the funniest thing he did was he called Tony D'Angelo and he chased him around the ice, calling him a friggin' racist. <laughs> and like, he needed the, the the hockey world needed that. We right. needed that on like just somebody had to say it. Right. Thank you, Brad. Right. So uh, I have to ask, who do you got coming out of this thing? Who who do you got coming out of each series? Well, we got to talk some Rangers Penguins. Okay. Sorry, pal. No, listen. I'm. You're keeping me on track today. Thank God. It's all good. I got the NHL app up here, so that's that's well, there. It me. is um, perfect. Rangers Penguins. Another really fun series. Another game seven. Um, now Igor Shesterkin had one of the best regular seasons for a goaltender uh, since Carey Price's heart in 2015. No, 2013. Sorry. And Ryan Miller's Vesna in 2010. Um, he was like the third best since analytical stats have been running. Right. So he was balling. Did not have a great first series. Did not. However, the Rangers, man, I like the Rangers. Adam Fox is fun. Keandre Miller is fun. Their blue line's not great defensively. Whatever. Could not care less. Um, Artemi Panarin, stud. Always loved Artemi. Ever since he was with Chicago. Just, I mean... Watch that guy play hockey. It's so fun. Right. It doesn't, like, everything he does is stupid. It's like, you shouldn't be able to do that. Mika Zibanejad, animal. Finally, just like, he took over game seven kind of thing. Like, he was just like, all right, puck on my stick, off my stick, puck on my stick. Like, just always making the right decision all over the ice, flying around, forechecking. Like, it's just fun. It's a fun team. Alexi little, Lafreniere. little little uh, forecheck, backcheck, paycheck. Yeah, I mean, get pucks to, get pucks, get pucks to the net, you right. know, uh, bang some bodies. Yeah. Um, Alexi Lafreniere, not great regular season. It's his second year. Is he a bust? Yada, yada. Well, guess what, man? Get the guy in the playoffs. Shows up. Shows up. And he was, he was I'm, like, he's not a physical guy. And we, we but both, he was throwing we both know We both know from coaching that there are just dudes who show up when it matters the most. Yeah. And, like, dudes that could be not that guy most of the year, but when it matters the most. They find a way to A, be in the position to make the play and making the play. I mean, yeah, and he's also a young kid. But right. the other thing, too, is like, are you a certified walking bucket? When we need a bucket, who's getting me that? Right. Mika Zibanejad, Artemi Panarin, Chris Kreider this year. I mean, and they did it. They got it done against the Penguins, against Sidney Crosby, Genny Malkin, Chris Letang. You could say that they're wash, whatever. They're not. Uh, I, Crosby are, was unbelievable in this series. Right, and like they're they're older, which means they're smarter. Right. Like and, so, it, it may not be pure like unbridled talent anymore. Right. But it's, they they know it's, exactly it's where pure to be. Talent, 
with intelligence and wisdom behind yeah. it now. Always know when the right spot to be and all that. And the Penguins might implode. There was reports that I don't really feel the need to touch on that they lowballed some of their guys. Um, but, you know, the Rangers had pulled out a really nice series. And, uh, yeah, we can talk about who's going to come out of all these uh, these rounds here there, Jazzy boy. All right. Avalanche Blues, who you got? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to take the abs. Uh, hard, hard not to. This is, this is to. the old, I mean, eye test versus analytics. Not that the abs are... Not a bad analytic team, um, but, you know. Are, are the analytics actually on the side of the Blues here? No, but okay. it certainly would be closer than when you watch teams play. Gotcha. Um, the Blues are a scrappy team, and like we were saying earlier, it, they steal one game, and this becomes a much different series. But until I see the Avalanche lose, I'm just going to back them, and I might have a Stanley Cup bet on them. Fair enough. Uh, the Battle of Berta, the beef in Berta. The uh, Battle of Alberta. Um, Got a little Berta beef going on, you know what I mean? It's it's hard for me not to take the Flames. And I love McJesus. I just prefer the Flames team. I Jacob Markstrom is an actual NHL goaltender. Mike Smith is like 42 and like hanging on by a thread. He's just relying on the fact that he's six foot five, Right. Which is chill, but like also he's just not a good goaltender anymore. Sure. Uh, and they keep throwing him out there in meaningful games. Uh, <laughs> Go give me an another answer. one, bud. Yeah, uh, figure, figure it out. I also trust the fact that Daryl Sutter won two cups with the Kings, and like he, all of their guys are on the same page of what they're doing. And McDavid is fantastic, but at the end of the day, it's the playoffs, and one guy is one, not going guy, to win you the game. He can control twenty six percent of the game, which is an unheard of numbers, right, for a game seven, right. And he only came out of that with two points. That's not the point. Doesn't matter. There's still what? 60, no, 74%. 74% of the game. 74% off. of the game. And right. the Flames are just, they're a good team. They're all on the same page. They know what they're doing. They got offense. They got some decent defense. They have a real NHL goaltender. I'm taking the Flames. Yeah. The hockey, again, much like baseball, is not a game where you, know, you can be in trouble if you run into a hot goalie, a hot pitcher. Right. But barring a baseball, barring an unbelievable experience. That dude's gonna only throw three games at most, right? Like hockey, like he could be a good goalie, but if you can dominate the team to a point, he's going to let up goals. Jake Ottinger in Game Seven, sixty-seven shots. Yeah, might 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 have taken sixty-seven shots, but guess what? If you just keep shooting, one of them's gonna go in. Yeah, they don't ask how; they ask yeah. how many. Right. Like, and and that's exactly what what yeah. it is. You know, one one dude on a hockey team isn't gonna win you a series. He might win you a game. He, he might, might win you. He way. might win you three. Yeah, in a seven game series, he might steal you three, but. You're going to have to figure out that other one. Right. And when your team is just not up to snuff, that, that it's a tall order. Right. Uh, the, the, the Battle of Florida. The battle, that is what it's called. The Battle of Florida. The Battle of the, Florida. The Panthers and the Lightning. That is the uh, Battle of Alberta and Battle of Florida. Uh, that's what we're looking forward the, to this, here. These two battles could not statistically be further, further apart yeah. in mileage. In North America, let alone. Yeah. Right. Wow. Like not, not just the continental U.S. Yeah. North America North as a whole. America. Yeah. They need uh, an Alaska team. Right? That'd be awesome. Oh, let's go. Okay. Myst- the mystery Alaska. On track, Josh. On track. <laughs> um, oh, God. I just got that joke. Uh, You're welcome. Great movie, uh, by the way. Yeah. Panthers Lightning. Uh, hard not to take the Lightning, but but hear me out. Samson Reinhardt might be the second coming to Jesus. Mick Jesus? No, no, not Mick Jesus. Oh. He's not. There's just a, There's been a lot of religious not, talk. He's not like Irish-Scottish. Okay. He's just he's just Samson Reinhardt, pal. Does that mean he's British? Samson and Reinhardt? Sounds kind of English. Yeah. I don't know. That's good. I, 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 all, all I know is there's been a lot of Jesus references in this episode, and I'm getting confused of who the Savior is. What about Jesus? A different guy. Oh. He's he's on the he's playing baseball right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, no, but I, 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 the I want the are, Panthers. I, the Panthers are a good team. They're very good team. I want the Panthers. The ta- Tampa's done what I need them to do in ending the Leaf season, which is always fun for me. Um, I want Florida to take this one just because they're, it's different. I like parity. Here's the thing that it's really going to come down to. It's going to come down to is Sergei Bobrovsky and his $10 million cap hit going to outduel Andre Vasilevsky and his eight point whatever million dollar cap hit that he takes a pay cut for. Right. Can you outduel the best goaltender in the league for the past five years 
well, you're also costing your team $5 million, or not $5 million, like $2 million more. And Sergei Bavrovsky, like I said, very good goalie. But you have to outduel Andre, Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah. You just have to, especially for what you're costing that team on cap, which they could have on another defensive player in front of you. You have to play better than Vasilevsky. Game one didn't happen. Not blaming him. No. I just want... <laughs> It's just, understandable if you don't, right? But but if you want to, if, if, whoever whoever wants to beat Tampa, that's the job, right? Your goalie's got to be better than theirs, and arguably the Panthers' roster, besides the goalies, is up to snuff with Tampa, right? It's arguably, but if that's the case, and push comes to shove, who's got the better goalie? <laughs> I'm going to take the Lightning, probably. And then uh, coming out of the Central, the Hurricanes taking on the Rangers. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. I'm excited about this. Um, Yeah, might have another uh, Stanley Cup bet on the old uh, Rangers there. Ooh! So we're we're gonna we're gonna back the blue here. Gotta back the blue. Love it. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Nice job, Nick. Yeah. But uh, go Rex. This one I don't personally care about. I think it's gonna be fun to watch either way, and that's all I care. Put it on TV and be like, "Oh wow, that was cool." Yeah. Go (laughs) go go grab about eight beers and watch some hockey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's gonna wrap the. I mean, this was a hockey heavy talk so far, and we're gonna go, we're gonna get we're gonna stay on hockey for a minute. Love that with a little. Do you care? Yeah, hit, hit me. Uh, the artist formerly known as Jack Eichel. Yeah, seven coaches, seven seasons. Do yeah. you care? Um, I believe it was six and six, but I don't know. Twitter says seven and seven. Twitter is special. Uh, do I care? Yeah, I care. Um, is this Vegas one necessarily his fault? No. Um, NHL breakers reported Jack Eichel, seven coaches in seven years. Sure. Okay, seven and seven. Regardless, I don't think this Vegas one is necessarily. Okay, so he, he has had six of them fired. Six of them have been fired. fired. So he's Don Granado was a coach for Jack, technically. Yes. So he's on the list. Okay, gotcha. got you. Um I mean, let's go right back to the start. Dan Bilesma allegedly clashed with a child Jack Eichel who was like nineteen. All of a sudden Dan Bilesma's gone. Phil Housley, God, I can't believe that one. Ugh. Phil Housley fired. Uh, <laughs> Ralph Kruger was after was after Housley. I think so. Yeah, something like that, man. Um, also, I think it was Ryan Ralston who was the coach in his rookie year. Regardless, this is just ridiculous. The guy can't catch a break. He was allegedly playing hurt during the rest of the season after blocking a shot to the hand, and it's like you know what, dude, we. We might have made out, not might have. We probably made out as bandits. Yeah, with that trade. I, at some point, like the excuses have to stop. Yeah, excuses, I mean, you, but like injury prone and fat cap hit. I mean, we are they're in cap hell over there. Yeah, and, they're in cap hell. And, and quite frankly, um, not for nothing, the Jack Eichel's career is starting to sound like a really bad rap song from the early two thousands. My neck. My back. Yeah. I'm a pussy, and I smoke crack. That, I mean, we're, we're on step three. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and also, allegedly, like some nose beers. Um, allegedly. Yeah. To be confirmed. Uh, regardless, whatever, man. Vegas themselves is a... I, I saw a great video just kind of explaining that them making the Stanley Cup final in their first year and what they've tried to do of like staying super relevant in a contender sense is really just tanked them they have no organizational depth i mean if you look at their top prospects nick suzuki is in montreal right now ripping it up i mean granted montreal wasn't good this year but two years ago when he was a rookie uh they went to the stanley cup final right um peyton krebs on the sabers stud he's i mean peyton krebs had a great comment the other day after playing the ahl playoffs for a little bit uh he made a really nice pass uh to set up the ot winner to clinch the game to win against Utica, I want to say. Regardless, it was like a cross between four people, and after the game was interviewed, and they were like, well, like, what is that? Is like, that's something you see. Um, like, what kind of leads you to do that? And he was like, oh, I just can make any pass. Yeah. Weird. Stud. No, I, you could just make any pass. That's, yeah. that's, that's literally his mindset. I love that. And it's just like... So you're trading out all these pieces for veterans to be like a cup contender. They brought in Mark Stone. They brought in Max Pacioretty. They brought in Jack Eichel. They brought in Eric Carlson. 
No, they didn't bring in Eric Carlson. Sorry. That was, that's hilarious. They wanted to bring in Eric Carlson. They brought in Alex Petra, Angelo. That's who I meant. And um, Alec Martinez. So there's five guys, like, right there that are big cap hits, veterans to, like, stay in whatever. You move out Flurry. You, you move out Leonard, then trade back for Leonard. And just, like, they're a mess. They're a mess. And it's because they made the Stanley Cup in their first season. They felt that win-now pressure that we've kind of been, or you have to win pressure because it's like, well, now this is what people expect. Now you're overextending and cap hell, and I'm very happy with what the Sabres got out of them. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, The USFL is entering week six on Saturday. Sure is. Currently... The Generals are leading the North at four and one, and the Stallions are leading the South at five and zero. Oh. Do you care? Wow, that was a long "Do you care?" by me. Sorry about that. You're good. Um, do I care about the USFL uh, stuff? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I care. It's fun to watch. I not like following super closely, like, right? But um, how how has it been working with the back to back games on the same field? I mean, fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's like grass. I could be wrong. Well, I just, I mean, from the standpoint of like one, like one game has to end, and then two teams have to like get on I mean, the field, warm up. So, like. well, I mean, I go to the NCAA lacrosse championships every year, and it's it's the NCAA event basically. It's that style, right? And it's the PLL does it too. It's you literally the game ends, you clear them off. There's 35 minutes put up on the clock. Teams get out there, warm up. People file back in. You get all day ticket or one session ticket, and then you just kind of roll. So for like a fan, it is more or less like a six-hour event. But for the teams, it, you're just playing a game. You get 30, 35 minutes to warm up. Fair enough. I, that that work. I I haven't been able to watch back-to-back games yeah. yet, so I wasn't sure how that's been working. And I'm, I know uh, Saturdays at your household, there is just sports on twenty-four-seven, yeah, three-sixty-five. That so is generally how that works. That is that is one hundred percent how that works. Um, I'm trying to look for one more here. I'm scrolling the Twitter machine. Oh, here's a good one. The NBA playoffs are going on. Do you care? No, it's not the finals yet. It's not? I couldn't even tell you. No, it is the conference finals, but give me... Ah. Just tell me who's playing in the finals, and then I'll care. Yeah, the Warriors and the Mavs look to punch their ticket to the finals. Yeah, I I haven't even watched a lick of, of... Well, I shouldn't say that. I tried to, and it was just like, ugh. Yeah. NBA playoffs suck. The NBA is just not fun to watch. Basketball. It's just like, why are people, why is everybody bad at basketball besides like Steph Curry? And like, why can nobody put the ball in the hoop? And it's one of those things where you just, you look at it and you're just like, why is, why is March Madness so entertaining and nothing the NBA puts out is good? You want to know why? Because the NBA is ISO ball. Why are the Warriors a fun team to watch? Because why will I actually watch the Golden State Warriors? Because they move the ball and they actually have offense. It's not James Harden clear out two guys to the corner, one guy underneath the hoop in case I miss this. Right. <laughs> like, it's actually real. It's the sport. Right. In March Madness. Why is Virginia fun to watch? Why is Q's fun to watch? 2-3 zone on defense. Yeah, I want to watch that battle. I want to watch you try to beat the Q's 2-3 zone that we've all heard of. Or Virginia's defense for the past, what, decade. It's like, why is Virginia so fun to watch, even though they're a defensive team? Because they're really good at what they do. And they're right. playing the sport, yeah. And then they push transition off of good defense. That's good. That's good basketball, right? Why were the Showtime Lakers fun? Was it because Kareem and Magic were just isoing? No, it's because they got out in transition. Magic is distributing the ball all over the place, and they're freaking lighting people up. Yeah, I, I actually didn't mind, and like, not that I ever watched basketball all that much, even when I was younger. But I remember when you saw highlights, you were like, "Oh shit, these yeah. dudes can play!" And now it's like. Oh look! Here's this one oh, player. Oh, he broke his ankle. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know here. Here's a, you know the hard throwdown from so like. Okay. Iso great. ball sucks to watch. Yeah. Um. So that'll about wrap us up here for uh, this episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. You guys can obviously find us wherever you're listening to us and all kinds of other places. If you're hearing me, you know where those places are. Find us on Facebook, Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast, or at HDS underscore Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to be uh, we're building a Patreon for this and the other three shows that I'm involved with. It's going to be one stop shop for uh, some paid content, some interesting. Maybe uh, maybe we'll do like a, a 
Ben's hot takes segment, you know, once a month or something. And who knows? We got all kinds of stuff in the works. And uh, check out Buffalo Freddy, www.buffalofreddy.com, or yeah, buffalofreddy.com for all of your party rental needs. Um, go find them on social media. Give them a like as well. And uh, I guess on behalf of myself and my co-host, Big Diesel here, who, by the way, thank you for joining me. Megan Tom squeezing this one in. Go Bills. Go Bills. And we will catch you guys next week. Hey, come on now. Here we go, bud. Let's go. Put the ball in play here. And a boy, dig, 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 dig. You're out. What? Oh my god. Man, can you believe that game ended on such a bad call? You know, I sure can, coach. But you know what's never a bad call? Tuning into the Tip of the Cap podcast on the BICBP Radio Network, Western New York's first and only prep baseball podcast. Tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or at www.bicbp-radio.com and check out all the action. It'll be the best call you've made all year.